What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 173 of the Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Robin, and alongside me, my longtime friend, avid disc golfer, Joe. I'm wearing a vest. <laughs> oh, okay. And hopefully other items of clothing, correct? Yes, I have a button-up shirt as well. Since this is not a video thing, I feel the... But no pants. Um... I'm kidding. I'm wearing pants. He's definitely wearing pants because I would probably object to it if he wasn't. But also, it's unusual that he is wearing pants because Joe's normally a shorts guy. Yeah, I came from work though, so it was a long, it was a very, very long day. Um, uh, but we had our—I <laughs> love that I didn't talk about this in the pre-show. At all. We had our Youth of the Year celebration tonight. It was pretty awesome at the club. Um, but yeah, I'm all I'm all dressed it up more than usual for the podcast. Neato, super duper. Yeah, no, it's great. It's, it's good, good stuff. I thought you'd want to know. Well, I mean, I can see you, so I know you're wearing a vest. I know, but the listeners want to know. They don't at all, not in the slightest bit. I'm glad you have have recognized that. So disc golf. Uh, yeah, but I mean, before that, we should talk about the impeachment, uh, no, I'm just joking, <laughs> that's definitely not going to happen, um, yeah, yeah, I think we got we probably just get into it today, <laughs> I think I already ruined everything, wow, trying Joe. to, I don't, I don't know, guys and gals, I don't, I don't know. Well, I would like to make one announcement since Joe's struggling to get through this this uh, cold intro here. Um, we have reached an agreement with Dude Perfect, and we are gonna do an episode with them uh, on disc golf trick shots. And, and it's just us trying to make putts inside the circle. <laughs> Look, we did it. <laughs> it's it's gonna be really cool. Um, they are going to shoot Nerf guns at our putts while we try to make make them. And I, listen, if if I was in like dude perfect style, I would make every putt because I could take as many chances as I want. Anything inside of seventy feet, I feel like I I'm probably good for one out of twenty at least. <laughs> so if I can just launch putts all day and just cut it down to being like, yep, yeah, I made it. No, it's uh, it, it's amazing. It even has it in the contract. You have to scream if if anything even remotely comes close to making it in the basket. Like if I make oh, a, I just, I do if I make a fifteen foot putt, they have to do a reaction cam of you looking like I just hit a three hundred foot ace. That does remind me, uh I do have unfortunate news or an unfortunate update. Um I never successfully, and by never successfully means I never remembered to actually do it or try it or pretend to do it, um, never implemented the sniffing my putters before putting into my game. It definitely hasn't happened, but uh, you should do it. I should, but I just never think about it because well, I'm actually I mean, on the course wanting your to chance. like... We're going to be on a YouTube channel yeah. uh, that has millions of 12-year-old followers that would love to see you do it. So... I think it's a perfect opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. displayed a definitely not creepy uh, putting routine. 
Well, yeah, that's part of the scream, though. You yeah. Sniff the scream. It all works together. And I, I'm assuming that we're going to have to do some specialty shots, too, where we have to bounce things off of things or make a shot from a lifted Ford F-150 or something like that. Or hit a disc into the basket with a golf club or something yeah. silly. Yeah, it, it's got to be. Or a baseball bat. Yeah. Bounce a, a ping pong ball off of a disc into a cup. Uh, that that would be super cool. That'd be great. Um. Anyways, we have a great show for you tonight. Well, you didn't tell them when the videos are coming out. Oh, um, never. You know, I, I may have made all of that up. No, no. I sent numerous emails to Dude Perfect pitching the concept to them, and I, I haven't had a response. I was hoping well, you got responses, and then they found out you were a dude. I was, I, <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, never mind." I was hoping to brigade them with Please the stop. numerous listeners of the show that would then be like, oh my God, this is the greatest idea ever. Get the Disc Golf Podcast on Dude Perfect. It'd be so great for the sport. Uh, but it's it, it really is just a pipe dream. And I, I'm I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean I didn't mean to get everyone's hopes up. Especially but you twelve year olds out there. On that note, we did have a disc golf trick shot video come out this week. That was filmed like a year ago or more. Yeah. Uh, with on, on Brody Smith's, I guess it was on Jomez, but it was filmed with Brody Smith, the uh, ultimate disc golf. I thought it was on Brody's channel. I, I saw a whole I bunch think it of was Jomez on, stuff. Yeah, so it was on Brody's channel, but also on Jomez, okay. they played a nine-hole uh, actual disc golf Oh, round. that's what it was. So yeah. Jomez did the filming, but it went on Brody. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> and I just said Brody Smith, ultimate disc golf, but... Ultimate Frisbee was what it actually is. I mean, the video itself was kind of like Ultimate Disc Golf. Yeah, There's so, lots of Ultimate and a lot of discs. Yeah. But uh, we've got a great show. We're going to talk about that. The the Brody Smith uh, trick shot video with Paul McBeth and Simon Lazat, um, which we had heard rumors of a long, long time ago, and then it finally came out for whatever reason. Because um, they want needed views. This last week. <laughs> they need to pay rent. <laughs> so, And then we're going to do something a little different. We've never done this before, but uh, we're in episode 173. Joe and I have reviewed a ton of discs at this point, and we want to tell you what we think each brand's starter pack should be. And we're going to, you know, go down through each brand. And the starter pack, of course, uh, Innova is the one that started them. And they give you three discs. And they can be all kinds of different things. But we're going to tell you what we think the three-disc starter pack should be for each of the major brands of disc golf. So, And uh, we might argue about some of them. I know Joe and I aren't totally on the same page with, with every single one of them. But uh, we'll, we'll give it a try. So it should be fun word and then we have our world famous deer review our disc and beer pairing where we take a disc we take a beer we review them both and let you know whether you should bring on the course tonight we have the discraft malta a five speed three glide one fade positive one one, one turn oh sorry positive one turn sorry and then uh three fade so uh sounds overstable and we're going to pair that with King Sue Double IPA. It's 7.8% alcohol. This was sent to us by Ben Sorensen. So thank you, And ben. that's from Toppling Goliath Brewery. Yeah. So um, let's uh, get right into the uh, 
disc golf trick shot video and Brody Smith kind of uh, pairing. Yeah, so if if y'all aren't aware, he's been doing like ultimate trick shot videos for super duper long. Like I'm positive he's been on Dude Perfect uh, a handful of times. I'm glad you made that connection. Uh, and so it's him along with Paul Macbeth and Simon Lazat. Um, and the other piece too, if you're if you're unaware, if you've been living under a rock, Simon has put out a good handful of disc golf trick shot videos. Yes, that are pretty amazing. They're, yeah, they're awesome. If you're like not more seen impressive them, than anything he's done. Yeah. in this video, to be honest. Yeah, totally. Uh, and I think Paul doing trick shots is still he's kind of stiff, and it's just Paul making shots almost. Yeah. Like it's not even like. Crazy trick, like his craziest thing is like, oh, I like flipped it through my legs and then dunked it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it really just is like, I threw really good lines and it went in the basket. You could totally, I could totally see him like before that being like, well, guys, wh- why would I bank the shot off the, off the wall? Why don't and, I just I mean, throw it right in the why, basket? Why don't I just throw it straight? This doesn't make sense. I do not understand why, why I'm doing this. Yeah. And he was kind of stiff in the video, which is fine. That's, I mean, that's just how, that's just him, which is fine. Like, that's his, in the bag, that's his everything. Very straightforward and, like, this is what's up. Yeah. But it's still fun. It was good to see him there. Like, I enjoyed seeing him with Simon, um, like, having a good time and not being, like, th- so that's it. You could tell that. Uh, like Brody and Simon were just having fun and Macbeth was still kind of like it was competition. Yeah. Like he still was like, I'm going to nail this shit. Like, <laughs> uh, and also the proof that uh, this is a, was filmed a long time ago. There are multiple references uh, to him being a four-time world yep. champion. Yep. And he even at one know. point counts them off. Yep. Yep, and I'm like, but he has a fifth one. Yeah. He has another one of those. But this was legitimately filmed like a full calendar year ago. It was before, uh, right around the time that that Paul did his his Discraft announcement video. And then for whatever reason, this just got... uh, yeah, he shelved. made he made a good. Oh well, and so they did the trick shot one, and you haven't watched it yet. But they also do a nine hole round on Jomez, um, which was fun to watch. And I feel like they probably did the the nine hole round before the trick shot, uh, because Brody was still like figuring out like how discs fly, mm-hmm. um, and was having like a little bit of issues. Uh, but like my only thing to bring up with the nine hole round, and, and you'll see it eventually, Robin. It was all right. Like I don't think anyone played really well. I guess it was really cold outside. But it was funny. It on the very last hole, they threw ultimate discs off the tee, and uh, you know that's Brody's territory and whatever. And I think he was kind of shocked at how competent. Simon and and Paul were throwing ultimate discs. They're like, yeah, I'm just gonna rip it on a super big hyzer and it's gonna like slowly turn. And I know how this works. <laughs> <laughs> and they threw like really nice shots with ultimate discs. And I was like, well, yeah, like I think it's it's hard. And for me, like I went from throwing like lids to disc golf, and it's like it's a totally different world. And you have to throw totally different. Like with ultimate disc, a lot of stuff comes just out of like the snap of your wrist 
And then with disc golf, it's like the full body and the disc rips out of your hand type stuff. And I think it's easier in my mind to move. It would have been easier to go from disc golf to ultimate than the other way around. Mm-hmm. Because you can still just modify the angles and power and still use the same throwing motion. Um, so it was kind of it was kind of funky, but it was cool. Yeah, for me, uh, the, the ultimate. I have trouble with the short range touch shots. If you want me to throw a, an ultimate disc distance wise, I'll be okay. But but throwing it like like playing catch with someone at like eighty feet. I'll probably embarrass myself. Oh, see, like that's and that's like my best thing with ultimate is like just doing like weird little like hammers and pops and flicks and backhands yeah. and front hands and all that good stuff. Uh, I'm into and that's where my uh, random like judge forehand upshots comes from <laughs> is like I can just reach out and just flick a judge like no, on that, a slight Annie and know it's gonna hook up and get to no the that part of it is is hugely important so no it's it's but it was, it was cool that place that they're in is rad i want to go to whatever that is that little trampoline place like there. trampolines and basketball courts and all sorts of yeah. shit like that looked like a super fun place to be they came up with some like fun little ideas um but yeah it really <laughs> i was watching it being like oh for other people these are trick shots and i'm like oh they he threw it in from 70 feet. Like I've seen both those guys do it like yeah. a ton in turn. Like, like that part of it actually was kind of funny because it doesn't even qualify as a trick shot. Like the, the other ones where they're going from big distances, you're like, okay, well that probably took a lot of tries, but Simon and Paul making a 70 foot laser beam, like what? Five tries at most at most at most. Yeah. So I, you know, where they're just like down a tunnel, they can just gun it at it, like that. I I feel like they they pretty much can that fairly often. Yeah, no, totally. So I, like I almost think like it would have been fun to see the outtakes, but I also feel like if you really wanted to make it a funky trick shot, uh, they would have to like pull a random disc out of their bag and try and make the shot. Yeah. Like they know their discs so well that it's like, oh, this is a P2. I can just throw a laser beam. Well, they were all throwing the same putters. It was all the same red putter. Looked like roaches. I don't know. Uh, they might all have, I don't know. There was definitely buzzes. There's a lot of buzzes. Um, like that's all of all of Brody's discs, like with his uh, Dark stamp horse. on them, are yeah. all buzzes. Yep. And he threw those at the nine hole. Brody gets very excited. He de- and that's like what I was like. I was like, but that's not that that hard. Yeah. Like, like some of those like laser beam seventy foot shit. Like, I'm like, give me fucking twenty tries and I'll do the same thing. Like, Brody, cool. You you made a long putt basically. Like, <laughs> but I I did like I feel like the most. Uh, talented person there was simon simon definitely uh was the standout yeah when you're just watching both in personality and the shots that he was doing um you know it seemed most effortless for him and just his general demeanor he just cools a cucumber 
Well, it's because he probably, probably had a couple pops in him, and he was just maybe having a good time. Hey, good for him. Hell yeah. Good for him. What was but, your What was your favorite? If you remember, uh, to be honest, uh, the the very beginning of the video where he does the backflip and and throws it straight in that was the coolest thing he did the whole time. Like it, like the first thirty seconds of the video. I thought, yeah, no, that was a cool. I think the one, and I always love that when he does the the like three sixty spin with the disc and oh the, yeah, like that's always cool. and the catch behind Just the back. I don't know how even I like that. What he does with that, I don't even think I could execute the spin, let alone drive right. A disc, I'd, like think how long it would take just to figure out how to spin the disc like he does. Probably take me better part of a week to just master that part of it. And that's just like that's what you're doing for the and, week, and then figure out how to have drive timing afterwards. I, I, I enjoyed when uh, Brody like did like he was standing in the middle of court and like threw a hammer one side basket and threw a hammer to the other yeah. side. And then Simon did both at the same time, right and left. Like, that's coordinate. Like, to throw the lefty. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, a, yeah. It was fun. It's good. He's got a lot of followers. I think that's really good for disc golf. Like I said last week, um, a YouTuber that does Clash Royale videos that I, like, was into for a minute is all of a sudden on another, on his, like, separate channel doing a ton of disc golf videos, like, that's cool. There's some there's some people with like a lot of viewership starting to jump in the game. So uh, that is that is very positive. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it it the the video certainly had its cringy moments where you're just like Brody's just a little over the top, and that's who he is. But nonetheless, it's still probably like a good thing for disc golf watching yeah no totally it's it's but i can see how a lot of of people who play disc golf on a regular basis watch it and we're like just completely cringe the whole time yeah exactly but the thing you gotta remember is there's people who just probably have like no knowledge and are like wow that is insane no, it's, that's true like that's that the part can do that we miss like and we know like a you know, three quarters of the shots they were doing are not like that incredible by their standards. The other ones, we know that they had to take some time to execute them and get lucky. Also, like yeah. bouncing off of a wall in a in you know, like in like a hockey rink almost in a hockey rink. That, that that's gonna take some a lot of throws and uh and a little bit of luck. So uh, we all know that, but. I'm sure there are a lot of people that never seen disc golf before and watch that and think that that's awesome. So ultimately, that's that's good for the sport, right? Yes. Uh, which there was some great uh, quotes actually from the nine hole round that I forgot about, like worth watching alone. So they play the nine hole round. Uh, Brody only brought buzzes out, so they end up like handing mother stuff to throw. But at one point, they're talking about distance drivers, and Simon's like, for 90% of people who play disc golf, a distance driver is irrelevant. Like, there's no, like, it doesn't matter useless. for this. Yeah, it's useless. There's no point of having a distance driver yeah. for 90% of people who yeah, play disc he's, golf. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Um, and then he also, oh, and then after he said that, uh, um, Paul was like, you're not doing very good for your marketing. 
<laughs> and he was like, well, my name's not on a distance driver right now. <laughs> but like, that's like that right there is the perfect like statement of who Paul is and who Simon is. Yeah. Paul will be like, 90% of people shouldn't have a Disney driver unless it's a Zeus. Yeah. <laughs> a Zeus is probably what you need and that will unlock, you know, your world. Like Paul is a consummate and he like made comments to be and he <laughs> like kind of like this is my favorite driver right now and like showed it to the camera, but it was a camera that you can just see the cameraman. Like they didn't use the footage from that camera, but like he definitely made points to try and like hold his disc up. For the cameras to get it, and a few times, like, Jomez just didn't use that footage, <laughs> which was funny. Uh, but it was it was, a, it was a good little video. But it also, um, if you look up beyond all the trick shots and stuff, like, we do talk Brody Smith Ultimate, you can look up highlights. Like, dude was a fucking beast. Oh, yeah, he was a beast. force. He was amazing for Ultimate. Um so like great athlete like he still does a lot of like awesome athletic stuff but if you watch them play the nine hole course you can really understand and i mean i guess as a disc golfer too you playing yourself uh understand how amazing uh simon and paul and and pros are not only um in knowledge of how to throw and what to do with disc golf but just like as athletes in general so it, it, it was a nice little thing to watch Cool. You ready to uh, get on to our starter packs? Yes. All right. So uh, the idea here, I'm going to give this a little preface. Because, yeah, good. I, yeah. Because uh, there's a couple different things going into this. One, uh, we want to make sure that this is as beginner-friendly as possible. So we're trying to pick discs that will work well for a first-time player across a brand. The second part of it, to me, which is probably the most important part, is that these aren't one-off discs. Like, these are discs that would stay in your bag for the rest of your life. So, it's not just, okay, this is great to learn a particular disc golf skill, but you may grow out of it, or um, you may move on from it, or maybe it's too understable. We want these to be in your bag for the rest of your life. So, uh, so I think the other thing too, that is really worth, uh, talking about, I think something that when Rob and I discussed kind of having this be a part of our show, um, I don't like base plastic 90% of the time. And I don't think that that really is a good representation of what discs are. So you, part of this is we will be not only telling you the discs that we feel should be in that starter pack, but we're also including, the plastics. If we want to get really wild, we'll go weights, but I don't think we need to get that deep. No. In. And then the, the, there might be some plastic issues on some brands. Right. Like prodigy. Uh, where I, I don't have a recommendation. Uh, I, I, I like all their plastic. When we get there, when we get there, I, <laughs> I, uh, I'll figure it out by then or closer. But I was just going to say, you can't go wrong with any of it, so just like go for it. Well, you probably go wrong, but <laughs> you know, I know, I know where you're going. Yeah. So in in uh, no particular order, I just started like 
smashing these down in a note. Um, and when Joe and I uh, got back from a round, we went and got a beer at a bar and decided this was a good concept and started, you know, rattling them off off the top of our head and uh, decided that this was something that could work. So, um, since uh, Discraft is the bell of the ball at the moment in disc golf, I figured we start with them. And uh, my uh, my three disc run for for Discraft is a Jawbreaker Roach, which is a nice uh, neutral putter. And uh, in Jawbreaker plastic, you can drive with it, you can putt with it, you can do whatever you want. Uh, it it's stable enough that you can have pretty good drives with it and uh, either have it go straight or or get a little fade from it so solid solid putter uh, both driving and and putting so and then uh, the next one is the jawbreaker buzz and uh, the buzz in my opinion is the best mid-range in disc golf the jawbreaker buzz is slightly more understable than it's other plastic counterparts, whether it's Z or uh, ESP or Titanium, uh, the Jawbreaker Buzz will be a little bit more beginner friendly. And for a more intermediate or advanced player, you'll be able to get more uh, straight lines, turnover lines with it. Uh, so, but for a beginner, it'll it'll be a nice kind of uh, way to learn how to how to throw nice, perfect straight shots. I think you can sub, I mean, just for cost-wise or just the ability to find it, you could sub a Pro-D. I still don't love the plastic. Yeah. Um, and it's going to beat up faster, and, faster. And, and get a little rough. Um, I would also say uh, you could go with like a, a Z or an ESP. You just know that it's going to be a little rough for a minute. But also in that sense pretty of, overstable. of as you throw more and you get to know your discs, you know, the beat of the disc is going to catch up to you understanding the game too. And it might last a little longer uh, than a JB Buzz. But I, but I do think so far that it's a, a pretty clean uh, number one and number two. I will stay pretty agnostic on most, most putters, to be honest, unless I have like a huge uh, different thing to say. But... Um, I trust the, I've thrown the roach. We were, we've talked about the roach. I've thrown a handful of other, uh, discraft putters. And, um, I definitely agree with that being a good, you know, simple starter putter. Now I'll, I'll bring up our honorable mention here. In, oh yeah. It's in an this easy point honorable mention. Because it's the comet in this zone. And, uh, I think the main reason we chose the buzz in this slot over the Comet. The Comet would be a much better beginner disc to learn how to throw straight shots. But in terms of the overall mid-range game over the course of your life as a disc golfer, working with a buzz is going to be more important than uh, than a Comet, in my opinion. So Well, yeah. Well, we talk about all the time, like, a huge part of any disc or disc preference is the hand feel. And getting to like know how the buzz feels in your hand and, uh, you know, getting used to that opens up lots and lots of discs. Like just in the buzz family alone, just moving in different plastics of buzzes. But shoot, 90% of the discs that we review that are similar to buzz, you know, Claymore, Pine, Mold Discs included have a really similar hand feel. So that comfort 
can kind of go across brands, whereas Comet's just a Comet. Like, you're not picking up a disc anywhere else that you're being like, oh, this feels like a Comet. Yeah, no, definitely not. Uh, and I should have mentioned also that for the large part in these starter packs, we're gearing these towards beginners, so there are going to be a lot of understable discs that we're going to mention uh, in these, and there are very few distance drivers it, like if, if I, any. I think uh, as you go to the driver, we'll just call it a driver, and it'll be a fairway control. There won't be any distance driving this. No. Um, but I'll say probably just knowing what we talked about, and as we move down, this will be probably the fastest disc that we recommend for a starter pack. It might pack. be. I, I think there's there's a couple others I put that, that are in this nine-speed range. But uh, I put the Heat, which we just reviewed last week, as the the final disc in the Discraft starter pack. And it is just, it's got so much glide. It's so understable that I think it works for virtually any arm speed. Uh, whether you're just figuring out how to throw a, a you know a, a fairway driver, the heat will work just fine in that range. And if you're a more intermediate or advanced thrower, you'll be able to learn how to throw a turnover drive with it, and it'll be very useful. So I think the heat, and I should also... Discraft is so good at overstable that it's kind yeah. of difficult. They like they they do have like the the sting and other discs that are like kind of in that sort of range that that are understable. But I think the heat is better than all of them. And I think over the course of your uh, your career as a disc golfer, learning to throw the heat will be something that'll stick in your bag and be beneficial to you over time. So, and I will say, uh, probably once again, I, especially when you get to like anything driver wise, I really, really dislike baseline plastic. So I think probably like X line, like the, the closer to like the, the pro style and, and the end of the world is probably a really good one to start with the heat yeah uh, it you know z or, or or big z you know any of those would be fine too titanium is what you'll see most of them out there but uh nonetheless it's it's understable enough that i think that it's a, a decent kind of quasi fairway driver like if you underpower it it'll it'll throw like a like a seven speed so by the way if you all want to like argue with what we're saying like don't because we're right. No, it's joking. <laughs> uh, you know, let us know. No, part of this is is the discussion. You know, I, I mean, th- there's also um, kind of in that, we, but it kind of lives in the same world. Well, it lives in the same world flight-wise as the Comet, but also it having kind of its own feel. But I think you could also sub in a Soul. Yeah, or a Meteor. Or a Meteor. Uh, I haven't thrown a Meteor, so I don't know, but numbers-wise, that makes sense. Um Meteors like they get a little bit more fade than the comet does, but overall it's a very similar range to the comet. And it 100% does not belong in a starter pack at all. But if you broke the Discraft starter pack into four instead of three, um, it doesn't hurt to just have a zone. <laughs> of course, just to like. Just to understand it and feel it and love it and just have it be a part of your life, like that's probably okay. Yeah. As a whole, you won't hear a lot of overstable discs in any of these. 
uh, as as well, if you threw a JB zone in and you put your time and effort and your life into it, yeah, it'll pay dividends. Yeah. But overall, again, the the goal of this is to set up a a beginner starter pack that uh, that will help teach you form and and uh, not have you rely on the overstability of the disc to to make up for your form flaws. So uh, next is Innova, the actual company that has the most actual starter packs. They do, they do, but they do range theirs straight on uh, plastic type, basically, and Pretty then they much. go to the undersill. But it's yeah, they have the DX starter pack and they have like a champion starter pack. Yeah, and you can get any number of things in them. But yeah. um, if I was to start someone out on Innova, uh, I would get them a Glow AVR. And the reason I say the Glow AVR is because it's Glow DX. It is not as stiff and slick as standard DX. Yeah. It's a little bit gummy. Um, it also has crazy glide. It's just a fantastic approach putter. And you'll still be able to, once again, putt with it as well. But you can you can use it as a driving putter. It has great glide. It'll have nice straight flight. And they're just kind of fantastic. So, uh it, there's tons of different types of AVRs. In my opinion, the one that does the best job of being a putter and a driving putter is the Glow AVR. I know KC AVR throwers out there are probably going bananas right now, but uh, that's my opinion. So, I think you could sub in as we talk about like learning to throw and, and clean lines and all that stuff. And you could even get kind of like two birds, one stone in that uh, mid-ish world, too. Um, I think a Nova. Yeah. Could be. But it's also, you know, we do. I'm the one who pointed out, you know, you want to do something, you know, the hand feels the same and you can blah, blah. Yeah. And Nova's definitely, although it is similar to an AVR mold or it is an AVR mold, but because of like the weird little nubbins. Um, on the inside. It, it is a little funky. Yeah. But but I think a Nova is also something that you could think about um, being a starting putter. But I think AVR is just the easier, easy, yeah. easy and world really, to live in. This could be virtually any AVR mold uh, in here. So whether you're choosing a Yeti AVR, a KC Pro AVR, an AVR X, the Juliana Corver ones. Um, all of these are, are great choices, but I, I have a personal affinity for the Glow AVR, and I think it's per, it's pretty underrated. Uh, the plastic is nice; it has great glide, and you can either drive with it or putt with it. So I and I, and I would probably tell people KC just because I know it's beaded, and I feel like everyone should actually put beaded putters. Uh, okay, well, don't worry, we'll get to your. Well, judge. that's personal preference, though. That's all. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, uh, well, I mentioned all of those as well. Yeah, including no, totally. the, the AVRX, which is also beaded. Um, so uh, it, the next one was something we talked about a lot. Yeah, because uh, it, it's and really it might and it might bother some people. It's really difficult to to nail down what the Innova mid is that you should have in your starter pack. We put down the Mako three on this one, and uh, that's purely because it's the more understable out of the box. Uh, than some of these other options. Now, you could end up doing a Shark or a Shark 3, or you could do a DX Rock and work on it a little bit and get it to be there. But I think that the Mako 3 is the most user-friendly out of the box. Yeah, I do too. And that's that's where, where we kind of settled on this. Uh, now, nonetheless, 
the the rocks if you work on them enough uh you can get them to to absolute perfection so there's no wrong answer here with any of those three whether it's going to be a mako three or a shark or a rock of i would say you'd want to start with a dx rock and and go from there don't definitely do yeah. not start with like the champion rock threes or any of those those are way too overstable for most beginning players so I, I i definitely don't want to steer people in that direction yeah yeah and that's and that's one of the few times that i'm like yeah you can rock dx you can that's a that's a good yeah. place if, but the, when you're talking rock the dx rocks are, are legendary in terms of of what people do with them over time once they beat them in and and get get the flight out of them that they're looking for, so yep, uh, it, that's certainly something that you could just go with and 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 start to beat that in. And last one is a leopard, and I think this is a no brainer uh, on on the the fairway driver end. And whether you choose a leopard three or a, a DX leopard or even a star leopard, I, I would I would I would say star. Once again, yeah, I just I, agree. I don't like. I don't like that plastic, especially with Innova. Um, DX is just a, it's a it's a different disc. Like how many people have you met, and I've met a lot that got an Innova starter pack and loved their Valkyrie, and they're like, "Oh, Valk till I die." Oh, I lost it, or it got super chunked, so I went and bought a Champ Valk, and it is a completely different, different disc. disc. Yep. And they're like, "What? It's super overstable," and and that's kind of the the part of that world. And I think starting with a star leopard, and I would just say I would stick with the leopard, not leopard three, because it is a a little slower, a little less stable than the leopard three. Um, yeah, and that star, and maybe you know, and I said we weren't going to talk about weight, but maybe like a lighter one, like maybe a low one sixty star leopard, and just work yeah, on like that one sixty five. Right, right, and with the knowledge that when you you know lose it or whatever, you can pick up another one that's not going to be crazy different. Uh, whereas if you had a DX Leopard and you got a new Star Leopard or whatever, it's going to be beef in comparison. Um, I think a Leopard's a, a, an easy one. I, I do think um, you know I did say it. I think a Valkyrie. You could think about it. Um, maybe like like a pro or something um yeah i think leopard's the way to go i do too i'm just you know i'm throwing out yeah. other i'm trying to argue with you robin let me argue with you well we can do this on the next one dynamic discs this yeah, is sorry. where we differ i personally think the judge is the best putter <laughs> possible joe does not agree but i think you got to start with the judge uh, whether you choose to do a classic judge or prime judge or a lucid judge, I, I don't think you can go wrong. They are pretty much awesome. Incredible glide, great putting putter. Uh, the there's really no other answer. I don't. Th- this is there's probably not. the biggest slam dunk in in all of the the categories uh, of all these brands. Um, there's probably no argument with anyone and if there is uh, you're wrong yeah no no and and i think i i would yeah i would almost say lucid because it's they're not really that overstable in comparison no they're not um and it'll take beat and and whatever and 
granted, I know you're all out there. There's a lot of people like this. I know tons of people that have beat in putters forever and they love their like super duper chunked up beat to shit putters. I can't stand that. And that's why I love the the lucid because they can take a beating for super long and not be really worn down and out. Uh, with that said, you know, an eight nine dollar prime judge, you can't go wrong. Um, just I think you if you turn that into a thrower, uh, the flight characteristics are gonna are gonna change drastically much faster than uh, with a lucid. So I I would say lucid makes sense and i know we talk shit about people putting with premium plastic but lucid's great yeah it'll work just fine and then for the mid-range for dynamic discs we're saying the truth and um not the emac truth exactly mind you uh because the emac truth is more overstable and it's so while that's great for a uh, intermediate or advanced player it, from the beginning, I think a truth is better suited for uh, for most players, and you can always jump up to the Emac truth and get a little more overstability. Right, but you have the hand feel down that like we talked about earlier. Like exactly. it won't be a hard shift; um, it'll just be a little bit cleaner and easier for you. Uh, I would I would say. Honestly, I don't hate prime plastic. Prime plastic might be like the only baseline plastic that like I enjoy. I think you could go that way with a truth and and be fine. Um, But I think probably like a a fusion is a kind of little good middle ground to uh, get your mid range game. Fusion truth is that that'd be a great start. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, for the fairway. Uh, the Maverick, and I think this is another kind of pretty obvious choice here. Uh, well, especially the Thief is not out of production. That yeah. makes it like a slam dunk. A nice, understable fairway driver and uh, can get great hyzer flip lines with it for uh, a powerful player. And then for the your uh, your beginners and things like that, this will this will work as like a max distance type type driver and help you learn uh, learn form. So uh, Maverick, fantastic understable to neutral fairway driver and something that that would stick with you throughout yeah. your your uh, disc golf career and I, so. and I would say fusion or lucid uh don't me- don't like i've said the entire lucid time. on that one you yeah well I, just... I just don't don't mess with base plastic in drivers yeah i like, agree just, just don't do it in once we jump to the fairway drivers in each of these brands i think it's time to move to a premium plastic yep and uh on the previous two that's fine so well, I guess you know what uh, a good one too. I didn't think about in the like dynamic world. Um, you could also mess with a, with a biofusion. Yeah, is is probably not a bad uh, place to start. Probably no, with with, with that driver world. Yeah. All right. So uh, next, we're on to disc mania, and and uh, this one's tough for me. I'll be honest because I don't know the mids. Yeah, uh, it's funny. For as much dismania as we deal with, the mids are not that popular overall. Uh, But we'll start with the putter. Uh, I personally think that you should start with an X-Line P2. Um, And that's because the D-Line P2s are a little bit firm and slick. I I don't like them as much for for throwing off the tee. Uh, The X-Line is a little bit more gummy. And uh, it it feels a little better in the hand overall, and not quite as overstable. I mean, S line and C line P twos are are pure beef. 
Um, yeah. I should also mention that uh, we've got it. We're planning to review it, but the link uh, that they put out recently is something that might. Right. Well, I think the Tiger Warrior should be. Yeah, that you know, too. You know, I, but we haven't. Numbers wise, re- looks good. I have no clue about it at all, aside from it being called the Tiger Warrior. Yeah. So I mean, but the P two is a classic from from Dismania. Very, very, very good putter, and uh, you really can't go wrong. But I do think X line's the best kind of starter plastic. Yeah, I, I agree. And then when we move on to mids, I. Uh, I'm going to put, I put two of them in here. It's either the MD2 or the MD3. And uh, it, it, the only reason I put both of them is because the MD2 is a little bit more variable. Um, there were early MD2s that that were more overstable, and the newer version of them is very understable. Wait, 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 wait. Are you telling me? I'm telling you that. That Disc Mania. Yes puts out runs of discs that have huge variations in flight yes. characteristics. I don't believe you. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> the newer MD2s that are out there are fairly understable. So if you're looking for like a hyzer flip that you want to uh, you know finish straight, that's going to work. But they had some older ones that were a little bit more overstable, um, probably difficult to find at this point. Um, but there's also the MD3, which is a very, very neutral mid-range um, that is a, a great mid-range disc by by uh, Discmania. And I, I don't think you can go wrong with either. If you want a little more understability, go with the newer MD2. Uh, and if you're looking for something with a little more stability, go with the MD3. Um, and then obviously they have the MD4s and, and whatnot, and, and you can jump up from there. I'm going to throw a crazy uh, plastic idea in there. Uh, I would I would say try and find one of them bad boys in in uh, G line. Okay, sure, that'd be fine. Uh, uh, normally, I would say for for the mids uh, for Dismania, I'd like to to pick up the C line ones. I I think that's your best bet. Uh, and then lastly, this is also the biggest slam dunk: the FD three. Yep, the FD three makes all the sense in the world. No, Joe. Uh, just you the get FD. yourself a uh, what are they called? Joe, Doom why, bird. Why are you confusing and... people? This is not okay. <laughs> you can't. You're gonna you're gonna leave right. them down there. They're gonna think it's for your disc mania driver for your starter pack. Get a PD two. Try and find the <laughs> second run has some like bubbles in the rim. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The most beef thing you've ever thrown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No FD all day every FD day. FD jackal. Get an S line one. S line. I'd say uh, like 167 grams. Yeah, if you can get like a, an OG Jackal, get after it. Uh, that's hard hard to find. The newer ones are, are a little more beefy. Um, I like if you can find just like a, a base S line or like an older Swirl. Those are some very nice uh, controllable FDs. Yeah. So uh, FD uh, fairway driver, in my opinion, the best fairway driver on the market. You can't can't go wrong and once you once you get into the world of fds there are all kinds of different uh varieties of them that will give you all the stabilities you could ever want in your in your life so uh just just let the fd happen it's a fantastic disc just let it let it let it do its thing all right let's uh move on to latitude 64 and um the uh, for a putter uh, i would recommend getting a pure and uh, whether you want to, I, I'd say going for 
some of the like the soft plastic pures just to begin with. But you could also do gold line or opto if you're looking for something that's got a little bit more stability. I prefer gold line. Um, gold line pures are are beautiful things. Yep. Uh, so, uh, but you can also do you know some of the the uh, the soft versions of them be a lot more understable to begin with, and uh, nonetheless, the pure is an understable putter. It will give you nice, perfect straight lines. It, it's a fairly low profile. It's it's a nice putter. And, it is. It is indeed. And it has glide for days. So perfect for someone learning how to throw a putter for approach shots. You'll be able to throw laser beams all over the course with it. Yep. Uh, I'll I'll introduce the mid-range. I think there's actually two really viable ones, but personal preference for me, uh, I feel like the Claymore is a fantastic mid-range to get started on. Uh, it is, kind of, you know, it's in the faster mid-range world. It's a five, it's not a four. Um, but it's got a nice glide and the understable. You can get some turn. Uh, but I think for most players, and especially beginners, it might be a little more stable. Or, you know, the, the more you work at it, just a nice straight flying disc. It doesn't have a ton of fade. Um, but I think the other disc that's definitely worth an honorable mention uh, with Lat is the Fuse. Yeah, Fuse like kind of the the most comparable to the Comet. Exactly. Uh, in in terms of of uh, shape and feel, you know, really really wide diameter disc with a pretty pretty deep rim and and high high dome. So, but I but I would definitely say Claymore. It's just a fantastic disc. Uh, and gold line, uh, you can also still find the uh, recycled trilogy challenge uh, claymores, which are a beautiful thing. Uh, even in retro, like I said, I don't like baseline plastic usually, but the trilogy stuff baseline is a little more tacky and not as stiff. So I, it's like a little more rubbery. Like it reminds me closer to like uh, eraser plastic from uh gateway okay so uh, you know you can mess with that but if you know if you went retro claymore definitely be a lot more understable than the other claymores that that you could pick up yeah and then uh lastly uh we have the river which is the fairway driver uh a fairly understable ton of glide this famously has seven glide if i recall correctly i mean it says it has some glide but uh once again, we are, are highly uh, skeptical of discs that claim glide over six. and uh, But nonetheless, a fantastic, understable fairway driver that uh, can can really, you know, get you bite off extra distance for someone that doesn't have a lot of power. Uh, and for those that are more intermediate throwers, you can get some nice turnover lines with it uh, or some nice laser beam control shots with it. It's uh, it's a very versatile, understable fairway driver. Right. And with that said, uh, do not mistake uh, the River with the River Pro because they are two totally different discs. Um, I would also say... Probably Opto is a nice, a nice world to start uh, your river throwing with. Yeah, yeah. And then I think at this point we're going to save. We've got uh, uh we've got Westside MVP Axiom and Prodigy, and then we're going to give our uh what 
Joe and I think our mixed starter pack uh, of of all brands, what we think you should start with. We'll save that for the next episode, and I think we should get right into our deer review. We should, but I will say, uh, we you know we already did those brands. We told you the brands we're going to finish up in. Um, if there's another brand that you like really need, maybe send us suggestions. But uh, these are the ones that we feel the most confident being able to like really tell you about them. I know there are other brands out there that we might just not be super familiar with. Um, and also, like, I love you, Joey, but nobody wants a Gateway starter pack. <laughs> but honestly, that was a joke. Um, tell us more if you want us to know, and we can talk about that too. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we uh, have set this up based on discs that we're aware of and have thrown so that we can, you know, be sure that we're telling you exactly what you think will, what we think will work. And but, I will say that there are manufacturers that have some great discs out there, but don't have a full lineup or a lineup that we feel would be like conducive to a starter pack. And therefore we've, we've not really messed with one. Mm-hmm. Like I'll tell you right now, cause I know there are people who love them and we do too. They do great stuff, but right now like mint discs doesn't have, something that's going to fill each slot that we feel confident saying like here's your starter pack well i mean they only have three, three right discs right and i know so. they're bringing the other ones out and it makes sense but i'm just saying like i'm not going to tell you that you should start out using a uh, bobcat as your made mid range exactly and then that your putter should should be, be a profit should be a profit both. now if you are like an intermediate to advanced disc golfer and you want to like it. get after hell yeah that's a great starter yep. pack but we're talking like beginner like dipping your toe and getting yeah. after it so next week we'll hit west side mvp axiom prodigy and then we'll give you our uh our disc golf podcast mixed bag starter pack and if uh, if if someone else hits us up and tells us we're absolutely missing one of the other brands, we are aware of them. We just you know these are the major ones that that most people throw. Uh, we are totally missing one too that you should type in right now. Um, we totally can do a DGA starter pack. We can, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I I was kind of avoiding the like Millennium DGA and Legacy just because of of where their molds come from so i I, our dga is discraft right i i think but i feel like they're a little a dga is made they are they are made by discraft that's true i mean we did this many and then and then millennium and legacy are are made by innova so i was a little bit kind of avoiding of those ones specifically um but we can certainly put it together and, Sorry. And yeah, I, I, I feel like I feel like DGA is is probably one that stands out kind of on its own. Yeah, that we can mess with. Um, and also, Seabay, Vibram's dead. <laughs> the, yeah, we're not gonna do a Vibram starter pack. We we will not be doing a Vibram starter pack. But it would be a Soul, an Ibex, and a Track. Uh. Yep. Done. All right. Fine. In Vibram plastic. <laughs> Vibram. Yeah, in in vibrant plastic. In rubber. In in rubber. Yeah, great. All right, well, it is time for our world-famous disc group, Deer Review. (laughs) That's the first time ever. I think so. But I just restarted you, so now you can get back into it and nail it. Our world-famous Deer Review 
our disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should bring it on the course. Tonight, we have the Discraft Malta, which is a five-speed, three-glide, positive one-turn, and three-fade mid-range disc. And we're pairing that with King Sue Double IPA, which is by uh, Toppling Goliath Brewing Company. And uh, this was sent to us by Ben Sorensen. It's a 7.8% alcohol double IPA. So uh, we're looking forward to that. I'm so excited. And uh, yeah. start disc. Uh, a spoiler. Uh, sorry to ruin everyone's world. Um, the positive one turn is complete garbage. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. This is a zero turn. Uh, through and through and this is not like my first throw with this disc i anheisered it just because i was like all right show me this positive one turn show it to me and uh i did not see that what nope. i what i saw was a a standard overstable mid-range that when you anheuser it it's gonna anheuser a little bit and then it's gonna come out of it and fade but it wasn't like you would see from your other kind of discs with those numbers, like your Justice or or any of those ones that a are just ju- like, brutally so, overstable. Right, a, a Justice, a deflector. Yeah, uh, I guess probably a Turbulence, a Buzz OS. Like these things that I I feel like I don't even know that a um, here I'm gonna look up Justice right now as we're talking. But I, I think a Justice probably has a positive turn. I think it does. But this is also but even some of those I just stated don't have a, a positive turn, even though no, they should. Even though they're they're so incredibly overstable. But this is also just <laughs> a, a just as is listed as a point five positive turn. Yeah, and yeah. it is way more beefy than the I, Malta I, is. I totally agree. And uh, the one we have is an ESP plastic. This is, again, uh, one of Paul McBeth's new signature um, releases through Discraft with a, I would say, a new all-time low in disc naming. When you, when you name a disc after, oh, a vacation there. after a vacation spot that you went to, I it just like, I, well, I don't know whether it's, there's too many discs coming out or what but i don't know man this this one just this is this is just lazy in terms of naming <laughs> and we've made fun of plenty of the other names but this uh, one we're, is- we're dropping the dgp portland <laughs> uh in a few months we're gonna drop the dgp tahoe <laughs> listen actually that's not an awful naming convention because it's a naming convention that makes somewhat sense but to go from Kong, never mind, just kidding, Zeus, <laughs> and then Anox. And, uh, an- an- Anix? Onyx. A- Onyx. Onyx. Right, right. But it's. To uh, Malta, like, come, what, what you, come on. Yeah. You know, your wife was just like, oh, we had the best time ever. I love Malta. Let's, let's can we be there forever? And Paul said, of course. Paul's like, I'm going to name a disc after this yep. experience. And he did. And that's what happened. That's pretty much it. We actually, uh, never mind. That's and a, he got a Robin Christmas present. If you listen to the pre-show, you know what that means. <laughs> and it was great, probably. Um, so anyways, awful name. Whatever. Good so, news, though. Like, the, the Malta is an overstable mid-range. Uh, 
and it's more overstable than a buzz. And yep. It, so I'd say it's it's somewhere in between a buzz and a drone. In terms, oh, of, in the in the uh, discraft world, yeah, in the sense. discraft world. So uh, your drones are going to be more overstable than this, and and the Malta. And to me, the 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 Malta is like a buzz with a little bit more fade. So it's and and those ESP ESP. Uh, Paul Macbeth buzzes are pretty overstable to begin with. So this is this is still more overstable than those. And it's not going to go quite as far, but I think that's more a product of of the fade that it has. So to me it's it's like a buzz with some extra fade, but not quite a it's not a buzz OS, it's not a drone and yeah, it's 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 right in there. It's a it's a tweener. I think it's the perfect disc for someone like Paul that has so much power that buzzes are understable. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what was that? Oh, so he had like one of his like latest blogs. The last blog he had was when he was going to like do, uh, some video stuff for the Malta. And, uh, he's in the factory store, like going and looking around and a dude brings him a box. And like, Hey, I had these like, misplaced or whatever this box of like brand new like og nate das ti buzzes and uh paul's reaction was like oh that's awesome i i use those for my turnover mids yeah those are like my overstable mid-range yep yep that's something that we've referenced as like a a nicely like beefy-ish mid-range uh when it's fresh and they are out of the box, just turnover mid ranges for him. Yeah, uh, I. So this lives for me in a world that we reviewed a lot uh, recently. That overstable mid range, I think. So the pine is like the OG for me. It's my love, and it will stay with me forever. Uh, and then. Like some notable ones, we did the Bobcat, and I said, Bobcat is great. It's like super, it's totally like a pine, but a little bit more beefy. Like it's just got a a little more beef at the end, and uh, I think that's kind of what the malt is, but I think that glide number maybe is closer to right. Like it it might have just a little scotch, less glide than, than a Bobcat or a pine, um, but that similar, like two, I might call it a two and a half, not a straight two fade. Uh, but it's definitely a zero turn. Yeah, like it, like any thought of a positive turn is ridiculous. But it, I mean, it lives in that same world. Like we just did the MX three before, um, the Pine, the Bobcat. It all lives in that world, which. More and more, that's something that's needed, and I think that's like a beautiful world for Paul. I think he's going to do some amazing things with that disc. With that said, the way that you see him throw it, you will not be able to do. Yeah. <laughs> but if you are da- if you're like all about that disc craft and you want something, I think Robin kind of nailed it down pretty darn well between a buzz and a drone. Uh. That's more glide than a drone, a little less fade than a drone. And I feel like that's what Paul asked for. Yeah. I, th- I think he said, I, I I need a more overstable buzz, but not quite a drone. Give me this and 
and um and that's that's what he got and i i think it's perfect for for a powerful powerful arm i, I mean, want a ti buzz that turns over just a little less yeah so um a good disc too overstable for me in terms of mid-ranges i mean this does not have uh don't tell me rob we'll have to have the beer oh, first sorry okay so the beer uh king sue which I think is based off of Pseudo Sue, which yes. we've reviewed before. So this is like the double version of that. By Toppling, I assume. I assume. I, I believe so. By Toppling Goliath Brewing Company, seven point eight percent alcohol, sent to us by Benjamin Sorensen. Sorensen, thank you so much, Ben. Uh, we really appreciate this. So uh, this is like your classic kind of tropical fruity super smooth double ipa like a little bit of pineapple a little bit of mango uh you, you got all those those kind of classical like new england e style it's yeah, not hazy like, at all no i feel it's got a little more pine than i would have uh expected to which is nice but it's it's so smooth oh yeah and uh you know citrus as usual for this sort of sort of flavor but it's 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 a great, uh, great IPA. So it no, it's it's super smooth. Uh, yeah, you definitely get that pineapple in the nose. It's super aromatic, tropical. Um, I think I the will only say, thing. Oh, I w- I was just saying like this is like a borderline deepa. You know, it's that's it's, what I was gonna. That's exactly where I was going. It's not. It's it could easily be confused as a standard IPA with its. It's smooth enough to be in there at the seven point eight percent alcohol percentage. I don't know that this really is is truly a, a double IPA. I don't think it's fair to categorize it that way. I'd almost just call it a hazy. Like there's lots of hazies in that in that range. Yeah, but I mean there there's doubles too. I think if anything, we're not talking shit. It's almost a compliment to be like it's almost too smooth to be yeah. a double. Uh, and the ABV isn't all the way there, but still, like, yeah, a 7.8 is not a bad place to live. Yeah, it says it's uh, citra hopped, so uh, that makes total sense Yep, for the kind of citrus and pineapple flavors that we're getting in there. And, uh, yeah, kind of a New England style uh, uh, IPA. I'd, I, I would call this an IPA over a Deepa. I, I, don't, I don't think this is a, a double IPA. Yeah. But... Um, you know, who knows? It's not, it's, it's not like it is no. very nice, very nice to drink. <laughs> Robin pulled the Joe, so he started talking to his beer instead of the microphone. Hey, it happens. It does. I, I just feel like I was alone. Whoever does it, and I do it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and regardless of of whether it's an IPA or a double IPA, uh, it tastes fantastic. And I, I would certainly in in these sixteen ounce tall cans go back a thousand times oh yeah so i mean we can just move forward with it right now i'll tell you right now this is this is an ideal oh yeah course beer. this is a plus rad can art with fucking dinosaurs on that shit yeah we both got i love dinosaurs young young boys they love dinosaurs we love dinosaurs speaking of dinosaurs did you see that uh ohio voted to allow students to uh um get get answers wrong on tests based on their religious beliefs so like if there's a question about a dinosaur they could they could 
answer it incorrectly like dinosaurs don't exist and get the question correct. Does that doesn't that feel like the the kind of world we want to live in? Right, you know, Brown's gonna Browns. <laughs> Brown's gonna Browns. We need to send Miles Garrett into those classrooms. Oh fuck, dude. God damn. <laughs> Maybe he'll swing a helmet at them. Oh fuck. <laughs> everything why did like everything you started here is all bad. We love you, Ohio. Like like uh but what the fuck, Ohio? You got you got uh, like a T Rex on the on dar- the on the beer can. <laughs> I just, uh, no, this is, is this from Ohio? No, it's not. I was like, I was like, no, it's not. Nonetheless, but still, uh, get it together, get it together. Earth, Earth is round. Dinosaurs existed. Come at me, bro. I love that I went from like science to like bro. Like, do you even lift, bro? <laughs> oh God, we're going off the rails. Anyways, beer is great. <laughs> Bring the beer on the course. Uh, it's fantastic. I want to drink a lot more. Uh, I don't think it's very easy to get. I think it's kind of a limited thing. But we can wish someday there's good uh, good ways of getting it out here. Uh, and, and we'll drink more of it. Or we'll just have to go to, you know, go hang out in Michigan or... Iowa. 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 Well, that's where George Kittle came out of college. Yeah. Good times. Anyways, great beer for the course. Uh, the disc. Uh, I, got, I got a pine, man. Like, we're going through all these, and I love them. And, uh, like, Bobcat fits in my, my MVP, my gyro bag. Uh, not, uh, you know, that it's like a, a stretch to put it there. It's just on a hunch. And, uh, I mean... I would just still throw a butt like I my TI buzz. I just get a fresh TI buzz if I'm building a straight discraft bag, but that's me. Or like a crystal Z buzz or yeah. You know, even those ESP like the Z buzzes that the Macbeth, the first ones, yeah. Yeah, and then the ESP ones, they're they're pretty dang stable. With all that said, uh I mean I'd probably fuck I'm an idiot. If I if I had a discraft bag, I totally would bag this. Yeah. Because that's me robbing one. I, I would make sense. No, uh, but I to would. Me, I'd, I'd layer buzzes and then I would rock the Buzz OS. For, and I'd say, and I'd say, Robin, do you know how strong I am? Big Willie style. And then I'd throw it, and it'd be the same as if I threw a Ti Buzz. But yeah. I'd feel so cool and strong. For reference, uh, Big Willie style is what Will Schusterick says after he makes a putt. No, you, you didn't and, see it on video. Well, and big very drives often. and big drives. No, nah. mostly big drives. Actually, that's what he says to hype himself up before he throws the big drives. No, everyone knows that. It's common knowledge. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's it's a slot that I, it's already taken up in my bag. But it's it's a nice disc. Um, I mean, so far I don't think anyone. If Paul's putting his name on a disc, like he's not done us wrong. So far, he could because he's Paul Beth and people will buy a fucking like a turd with his name. Buy on like it. a paper plate that says like the Paul Macbeth like uh, flotilla and was like, oh, this is a, this is the greatest like fairway driver on earth. Yep, and we would buy them too and then review them because that's Absolutely. what we do. Paul Macbeth 
could look straight into the camera and tell me that it's a marketing ploy, and I would still buy the disc and review it and tell you about it. It's it's well, that's be like it's a marketing ploy. And then he'd wink, and you're like, "Is it or is it like the best discover?" Yeah, exactly. I don't understand. How how? I guess I have to I buy it. No, until out. I buy it, find uh, out. Maybe I'll buy ten. But anyways, if you're looking for a positive one turn super beef mega mid like this is not it no, at all it's not uh, it but, is overstable yeah it's a nice it's, overstable it's... mid-range that fits in the world of like the last seven overstable mid-ranges that we've reviewed yeah kind of it is this is easily the most boring category of discs that we review on a regular basis i like them but I love what it's, I have. It's just it's so hard to differentiate them. They they are all so similar. Yeah. So I don't know, but uh, uh, King Sue, hundred percent awesome beer. I'll bag it every time. Uh, Double India uh, Pale Ale by uh, Hop, sorry, by Hop Toppling Goliath Brewing Company. Man, I'm screwing this Hop up. Hop Toppling? No, just Hop Toppling. Toppling Goliath. But uh, great beer, seven point eight percent alcohol. I'll I'll bag it every time. The Malta, not so much. I'm I'm I got other discs to do it. I'll use my buzzes. Yep, and uh, that's about it. Yeah, and I think and and yeah, I mean it has a, it has a place. Just I think it is kind of a convoluted place in the in the discraft lineup. Um, I feel like you got to be a, a Paul Macbeth to really like understand the difference between that and a, a drone or a ti buzz um if your arm speed isn't super up there you're gonna get the same flight out of this as you would a drone uh and vice versa like uh uh you know like a 180 ti buzz so yeah you know good stuff yeah all right so uh we're both in on the beer and uh, uh we're both passing on the disc so that's that's two of four. What do we got here for this uh, rating, Joe? This is a like s- amount of stoked a uh, disc golfer, like a a fairly regular disc golfer, got watching that trick shot video. Yeah, like it's like oh, I'm I'm stoked. Like I've watched Brody's videos. This is cool. Like disc golf and like a little more mainstream stuff. That's rad. But also like. I've seen those guys make those shots in tournament play. Yeah. You know, it's not a, a a good chunk of the shots weren't like, wow, I never, I mean, I think you brought it perfectly. Simon's trick shot videos. If you want disc golf trick shots, like watch those. Yeah. That shit's for reals. The, the best disc golf trick shot, in my opinion, and it's on uh, Simon's uh, YouTube channel, is when he throws the driver or the putter from the basket. So he stands at the basket, throws a drive way up high in the air, and it reverses and comes back and goes right in the basket. It's the most beautiful thing yeah. you've ever seen. He's he's real good. So that that's that's where it starts and ends for me. Speaking of which, with that said, if you just like started following disc golf this year and you just watched Simon play and kind of saw like him playing okay and then not great and you don't understand why people love simon so much um watch the trick shot videos um 
and watch. I think that video alone would do it. You can see his char- I think, charisma. I think, I think that would, but I also think, like, what is it, 20, uh, and Austin, please timestamp this in Slack for us because you'll know 2016 Masters Cup at uh, De La. Maybe. Where he just, like, threw so many wild lines. Yeah, yeah that sounds um, right. He, like, threw, like, a grenade with a putter on, like, a 350-foot hole and, like, parked it. Yeah. Just gross, amazing things. Uh, Simon is, is, a, is a showman, for sure. Simon is a showman with crazy amount of athleticism and skill. Um, and he just... He needs to change his. He needs to change his putt. He needs ah. to change his putt. I don't know. He he. Simon's Simon's got all the talent in the world. I I don't think it has anything to do with changing his putt. I think it has more to do with mental focus. He's got. You can see he's got all the the skill and talent. Oh yeah. That you could ever want. So PGA, if you want a Simon Lazat World Championship. Or uh, USDGC, you need to get rid of that whole fucking like no booze on the course thing. <laughs> that is not happening. I but. know it's not, but <laughs> Simon can just have like a pop like here and there. Uh, there's no way that's going to help at all. Oh, yes it will. No, it won't. We need to have an in-depth episode about like no, none chance. We don't because the whole episode would be like, no, God. you shouldn't. You should if you really want to be competitive, you shouldn't. But we will justify it all day, every day. Be like, well, yeah, like you think about things a little bit less. Like you just like go with your gut and you get after it, and you, that's when you mash putts. Like when you just don't care. <laughs> On this episode of Joe's closed eye takes. <laughs> hey man, it's all good. Don't worry about it. Just like. Would that damn be? You just line up. You're like, oh, I've done this before. Boom. <laughs> that's how I put. Yep. It's a recipe for championships. That's how I put. And that's why I can play a minus five round one day and then a plus four on the same course the next day. <laughs> Booze. Boom. All right. Well, that is all we got for you on this episode of the Disc Golf Podcast. Please get on your... Uh, podcast app throw five stars on us leave a nice review we love seeing those helps other disc golfers find our podcast and uh, realize that it's like the awesomest podcast ever and it makes us feel happy inside after you do that go to our website throw stuff at stuff.com and hit the join slack link and join the best disc golf community community on the planet it's awesome I feel like before we would like say that, but now I 100% believe that's for sure is what we have. There are uh, channels for your local area. There's channels for learning how to throw better. There's channels for bragging about the disc you just bought. So check it out. Throwstuffatstuff.com. Join Slack. You won't regret it. I promise Joe and I will welcome you. Uh, Next, patreon.com slash the disc golf podcast. Become a patron and get access to our pre-show recordings. We do them before every single show. They are significantly more explicit and uh, largely ridiculous. 
But if you love this show, you will love the pre-shows. I guarantee it. And you'll help support us. Please, patreon.com slash the disc golf podcast. Have you ever wanted to hear what a uh, fart sounded like on a close-up condenser mic? The, you, you, you can find that out, actually, in one of our episodes. Or, or multiple. Oh, we're still recording. Sorry. Yeah. So, uh, patreon.com slash the disc golf podcast. Check it out. We really appreciate all of our patrons. Thank you so much, guys. In the meantime, get out there this weekend and throw stuff at stuff. This is a song for the aceless. For those with aces, listen closely. You don't always have to huck it hard. In fact, sometimes that's not right to do. Sometimes you got to lay it up. Fucking not run an ace or two Sometimes you got to ease If you wanna put the D's and the B's Sometimes you got to say Hey, I'm gonna throw it softly I'm gonna hug it gently I'm gonna flick it smoothly I'm gonna toss it so sweetly And then you say Hey, I hit some metal And then you say Wait a minute, Robin I think I'm starting To get it now Could you fill my throat for me? That's fucking teamwork What's your favorite disc? That's cool with me It's not a trespass But I guess it works for you What's your favorite beer? The only answer is an IPA, so let's go to the bar. And then I'm gonna flick it so sweetly. And then I'll fucking hug it softly. And then I'll fucking throw it perfectly. But then I'm gonna hug it.